Sounds like a great time to transition to what the hell should we watch this weekend? Uh, Mark is here for you, yeah. Steve. That's no my good friend. Yeah, definitely. My good friend in Vancouver, uh, who I spent some time with during the festival recently. And uh, yeah, it was very cool to hear. That oh, he's listening. There you go. All right. So um, where are you? What is your name? Where are you listening from? 877-399-9898. Okay. Uh, we have scary movies because this is your favorite season for the movies coming up in mm-hmm. shortly in the AV Club. Ryan promises there's something for everybody. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. Let's get into your new releases here. What do you got for us with Killers of the Flower Moon? The Osage. They have the worst land possible. But they outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Money flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that money, sir. Tell me about Killers of the Flower Moon, Steve Stebbing. Yes, this is the return of Martin Scorsese, uh, and it's based on a book by David Gran uh, that landed, I think, 2017 and became a big hit. But this is about uh, the Osage Nation murders uh, that happened in 1920s Oklahoma uh, when basically um, they were kind of duped into selling their land for 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 the oil and um you know becoming rich and prominent but all of that money basically being leached off them uh as the time went by and i mean marty is coming for oscars this year in in all the technical categories i feel uh writing directing and leo is going to get a nomination for sure this year he goes full marlon brando in this movie it is an incredible performance de niro i could see getting a getting a nomination as well but uh, I think the system is broken if uh, lead actress uh, Lily Gladstone doesn't get a nomination, uh, the, the indigenous lead of this film. Uh, she is just mesmerizing every time she is on screen. Uh, such an incredible and bold performance from her. I really love this movie. And if you follow me on Letterboxd, I did give this one a five out of five. Ooh. If you want to follow on Letterboxd, if you go to stevestepping.ca, you can get all of the follow Steve things, not to mention Mrs. Stebbing. Uh, active user of the uh, of the old shiftheads.ca Facebook group. Just saying. Yeah, it's true. In, uh, in my opinion, she's the cooler of the steppings, but hey, don't tell <laughs> Well, you know, I'm biased <laughs> well, to say know. that as well. <laughs> we love Jen. She's awesome. Okay, uh, this next one, old dads. I don't know. One of the, my favorite things, Steve, to do is I like to follow the the dad Instagram feeds and sort of the the dad jokes. I mean, you're a dad. I'm a dad. There's mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. that's really special about being a dad. And before we get to the trailer here, tell me, tell me about how some of that gets rese- represented here in the the classic dad type type combo. Well, I mean, and this is, uh, you know, a, a little blend of uh, the Bill Burr humor of of of, of dads and everything. He's kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, he, he. I've heard him kind of mentioned as a, a Joe Rogan liberal. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he he is that gruff, still masculine side of of liberalism, but he still kind of operates in 
a tradition in old school. He still wants to kick millennials off his lawn type thing. Like he's, <laughs> he's that kind of a guy and it comes through in his, in his stand-up comedy. I mean, he's had a, a prominent career for a long time, but um, I feel like the father, the father dynamic is something he's always toyed with. Cause even with Netflix, uh, his series on Netflix F for family, like the core of that is almost like a King of the Hill, like 1970s set King of the Hill type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that one's also exploring that dynamic. So it seems like it's something that um, drives his creative narrative because he directs this new uh, old dad's film as well. All right, let's get the uh, let's get the trailer. All right, you two lock it down. We got to impress this dude. Change happens faster than when you were young. This company is now a gender-neutral, carbon-neutral, 21st-century lifestyle brand. I don't know what any of that means. I, I just feel like his his incredibly reasonable and direct tone in his stand-up translates here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and I really like the last special he did, uh, the Red Rocks, the Live at Red Rocks, I think it was, um, which is pretty recent, um, and it's worth checking out. Um, but... I just does is he able to stretch that uh, you know a a narrative that is kind of the overarching vein of his comedy is he able to stretch that into a movie and this one is kind of more focuses on like an odyssey romp of these three dads also trying to wrestle control of their company back uh, from of course the dreaded millennial which is again the common theme so i feel like if you dig everything that bill burr has done old dads would be for you but if you are kind of in and out of of what what stuff of his makes you laugh i think you might find this film lacking steve stebbing.ca to learn more next on the list is anatomy of a fall the autopsy report is inconclusive an accidental fall is going to be hard for us to defend. That's why there's an investigation for a more suspicious death. Because you were the only person there. And of course, you are his wife. Stop. I did not kill him. That's not the point. Stop. <laughs> Go, Steve. Uh, this is a really cool one because I just saw this at the Vancouver International Film Festival, and now just a couple of weeks later, it gets its uh, it gets its release in Canada. And uh, this one's cool because it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival this year, which is one of the top prizes in all of film. So, like when it comes to foreign films next year in the uh, in you know Oscars and Golden Globes and everything, this is going to be the one people are going to be looking at, and it's really. Be- driven by a fantastic performance by German actress uh, Sandra Huller, who is just um, so just so interesting to follow in this story that is based around an accidental fall that kills the husband. And through a police investigation, she becomes more and more suspicious that she could have been uh, the one that caused the accident. And it also it involves her uh, her almost completely blind son uh daniel and it's just such a layered story of um is there or isn't there abuse and it just as as the story opens up and the mystery opens up it just makes you ask a lot of questions 
of the stuff that you're not seeing on screen. And uh, I really love how they crafted this film. Uh, sounds like it's uh, quite representative of that experience of not really mm -hmm. knowing and you got to know what to look for, right? So interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Steve Stebbing is here on the streaming from Netflix. We have Big Mouth Season 7. I cannot believe my legacy is going to be grossest human. Yeah. I think it's a compliment. Oh, shit. You're the goat. The grossest of all time. Who cares what all these assholes think? Yeah. This place, it smells like a straight man's butthole. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is, what this did is, I just hear? <laughs> this is probably one of the crudest um, shows, not just on television right now, but of all time. Like, it's it's basically about uh, uh, kids. It's an animated show, basically, about kids growing up and um, hormones and and... Uh, periods and all that kind of stuff represented through almost like imaginary characters. Like there's a hormone monster, there's a shame wizard, like there's all these different things that represented this show. And I mean, this is season seven we're up to. So I, I believe they've announced that season eight will be the finale, but this is the kids moving from middle school into high school now, because I feel like Nick Kroll and the rest of the creators felt like, well, we've got to evolve this story a little bit but it is still as gross as it always is. And it even gets, I don't know, uncomfortable to points where I'm like, oh, I gotta stop the binge a little bit and watch something different because uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it nudges the line all the time. All right. Uh, clearly <laughs> based on the clip. <laughs> all right. Steve Stebbing is here. We've got to uh, on the Blu-ray, the DVD. Does this mean that everyone's can see Barbie now or, or is it still That's... like a pay for it scenario? Yeah. Nope. You can now, well, it's not streaming for free yet, but you can now own it in your own home. All right, so let's go to Barbie. When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. All right, tell us about Barbie. We've heard an awful lot about it. I mean, the, one of the biggest movies of the year, easily. I think, yeah, the top grossing movie of the year right now and uh, worth every dollar. Like, it's a funny movie. It's so well written. Uh, the cast is fantastic. As crazy as it sounds, uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling could be in awards contention for it because they have such dedication to their performances. It's one of the most beautifully shot films of the year. Uh, Rodrigo Prito shot it, who coincidentally enough also shot Killers of the Flower Moon. So that'll be a really interesting cinematography category when it comes to awards season. Um, yeah, I love this movie and it lives up to the hype. Wow. Okay. Um, we've got time for one more. We've got Haunted Mansion, Shortcomings, or Rabbit Hole. Which one do you want to take? Let's hit Shortcomings. Hit it. You always assume the worst about me, and then you end up acting crazy over nothing. I'm not acting crazy, so stop using that word. <gasps> You're just proving my point. Are you two, like, broken up? We're taking some time off. While the cat's away, the, the mouse will play with himself, probably. All right. <laughs> Just caught that. <laughs> Tell us about it, Steve. 
Yeah, this is uh, a, a quasi-romantic drama. Uh, it's the directorial debut of uh, Randall Park, uh, who is a, a comedic actor that I absolutely adore. And um, this is basically about a, a struggling filmmaker named Ben who's living in Berkeley um, with his girlfriend and kind of just languishing there. He works at, a, at the local theater and he kind of spends his time just in like kind of a negative cloud. And I mean, it's one of those films that has a really unlikable lead character. Where you, you just you just kind of want to knock him upside the head and just like smarten up. Like, does every kind of move he makes, you just like, oh, it just rubs me the wrong way. But this movie works so well and it's so well written. It's got such great heart to it and a really fun and original script to it. And uh, it's a movie that's not a lot of people are going to find and may kind of hit its stride when it comes to, to uh, a streaming service. I don't know which one will pick it up, but I really think, I mean, it's a short film. It's like an hour and a half. It's really worth people's time to check out because it's uh, really well done.